Hello, this listener. Uh, I hope we're not interrupting you. Uh, I know you're not expecting us for another week, but uh, but we're here. Surprise special! Woo! Yeah, Johnny, do you have a do you have a song for us? No, no, I uh, no. They might not have that, but I do have this. <laughs> a fart? What? What was that? <laughs> Boom. Like a car horn. <laughs> okay, this this went a lot worse than I thought it was gonna do. <laughs> That's uh, that, that was that was beautiful, beautiful disaster. Thank you, Philip, for that. Uh-huh. Great, perfect. <laughs> well, Surprise special. For- There's spoilers in this too. <laughs> hey, yo. Probably, probably, probably spoilers. We'll try not to, but we'll probably try not to. to. But I'm, oh, I'm, gotta, rec- I'm, I'm recovering from the coronavirus. Uh, yeah, that's gonna date the show. But Phil's Phil's dying. Well, this one I'm trying not to mention the coronavirus because this will date the show. But you guys keep okay. mentioning it. It's, I mean, it's also we, it's what? also gonna like um, I'm I'm also gonna bring back what we're drinking. What I'm drinking is tea <laughs> well, with ginger, freshly grated ginger. Well, since this is a special, I, I can mention what I'm drinking, and it is a beer. Drinking? But which, by the way, interesting. A couple of ep- all the episodes, recent episodes, you did. I didn't drink any uh, drinks, any alcohol, yeah. and it actually been very useful and helpful. Special. I think you can tell everyone that uh, episodes. <laughs> yes, yeah, since, since the special doesn't matter, and okay. what's nice is that it was the my special birthday. doesn't matter. Great. <laughs> no, I said it doesn't uh, matter. Uh, since it is a I know, special. I'm joking. I'm joking. Okay. It doesn't matter where and we since are. Since it was my birthday yesterday. February twenty second. That's true. Hey. And there he goes, not to date things that he's mentioned <laughs> his birthday. I think we've, we've okay. We're, we're I mean we're past whatever. everything now. Yeah, everything's past. And uh, what was interesting is that like you know my plan for my birthday mm-hmm. was just like a low key go go get some drinks, some beers, right, with mm-hmm. friends and stuff, and it was great. And what turns out is that we had some friends over impromptu who brought me like six, seven bottles of beer, which <laughs> is nice. Awesome. And then today we went over to Paula's family for lunch, and they also got me a beer for my birthday. <laughs> so it was a, a, a surprise beer giftage. And they gave me this really interesting, um, like, you know, like a boxed set of mm-hmm. this brand I've seen many times is called La Trappe, I think. La Trappe. La Trappe. I don't that's know. That br- that's like the brewing company, right? Yeah, it's like the um the monastery uh, Belgian, you know, style. Okay. Beer. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like the yeah. okay. And what was cool is that in the box I got Trappista. four. Yeah, Trappist. Thank you. Yeah, and I got four of them, different kinds from this mm-hmm. company, and then I got like the the Holy Grail glass, you know. Oh, like, the the goblet. The goblet in there. <laughs> the so goblet. That's what I wanted to say. So that's very nice. Very out. nice. So, so the birthday celebrations continue mm. further along. <laughs> they do. All right. So, so Tim, tell us. A special. Yes, yes. It, it, this is a special. So we're trying these out. Uh, give us feedback if you like. And we're going to do sort of off-topic specials every now and then. This one is a little bit more on topic. We're talking about movies still on this. Maybe other specials won't talk about movies. But this one's about movies. And specifically... Specifically about movies of the last decade. Mm, We're talking about movies from 2010 to 2019. Oh, baby. Baby, baby, baby. Before we begin to talk about these specific movies Mm -hmm. and the rules of this game, um, I want to know what Phil and Jake are doing in 2010. What's happening? (laughs) Where were you guys at in 2010? What are you doing? 2010, we were in the great state of Indiana. 
the great hmm. state of Indiana. Where was I in 2010, I was in high school. Yeah, I was in. Uh, yeah, senior. That was uh, 2010. Was the first half was junior year of high school, and then the second half was senior year. Hanging out Coming with Dave Letterman. Senior year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're in high course. school, right? Yeah. Which, 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 what your, what's your interest at that at this point? What are my interests and in things? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What kind well, of a person were you back then? Just give a little bit of a yeah, taste. A little, yeah, a little context. So I was a much more. Uh, so the positives were that I was um, really into. I listened to a lot of music back mm-hmm. then, a ton. And I remember I had Last FM for those of you who remember that service. It still exists, where, by the way. Yeah, it, yes, does. it does. But still I think it was a little more it. popular back then. I think, yeah. but it could be wrong. And I use that to scrabble. They call this scrabbling. <laughs> so you can like, log yeah, in scrabble. your music. Made up a would, word. Yeah. Like Phil said, it would log in the listens of your music. And what was cool is that then they had a library database that was being built by users of musical artists and scrabbles, right? So it's sort yeah. of like stats on music listening habits. And it was great. And I remember I made this map one time, a generator that had like a third-party generator of your last FM scrabbles. And dude, I had like... I mean, okay, I wasn't like an insane scrabbler. There's people out there, like probably you, Tim, and Phil probably listened to more music than I did um, mm. separately, I think. I, I think Phil has the most scrabbles. He's the scrabble king. But Yeah, I, I was the scrabble cool. king. But you know what? Because I, I don't use iTunes on Windows because it's a nightmare. And I don't, yeah. and there's nothing else that it's able to scrabble with anymore. And I use Media Monkey, which is still something I use. <laughs> And uh, it's just old, and there's no updates for it to scrabble anymore. So I'm not using it. Really? So you have been dethroned. I th- uh, maybe I'm the scrabble sp- king right now because I think, maybe. I think it, it could keep, be. Keep scrabbling my Spotify. I stopped using I think. the service. I think I started using it like intensely 2008. I think mm-hmm. I stopped using it 2012, something like that. But I was mm-hmm. a regular scrabbler. I tried to keep it. Yeah. You know, I tried too, but you know, whatever. And then I got bored of it, and it was not worth it. Um, but. Yeah, so I was listening to a lot of music. I remember I had this graph that it generated and it showed me all these bands I listened to. I was a, a huge fan of like heavy rock, um, maybe even more metal stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved a couple of bands that were like my favorite. Uh, there was a band that was my favorite band, and it still is my favorite band, called Ruben from the UK. Me and Tim had a mutual um, appreciation yeah, yeah. and love for that band. And uh, yeah, I, I was listening yeah. to a lot of music. I think personality-wise, I was in a very strange phase because I had gone previously to a private Christian school and I was transitioning to a public school because I wanted to go to public school. And I was uh, a very sarcastic and uh, fairly <laughs> fairly negative teenager looking right. back. I really? Was very, yeah, I was cynical. Very cynical. I would not, I would very, not very say that. Very cynical. Too. Really? You wouldn't say that? Yeah. No, not at all. What? Back then, but, no. but back then we only met during the summer, so I mean, you wouldn't. True, I guess maybe I didn't get the full force of the. You might have gotten a little a, bit of a, of a happier. Because Tim would still be in Europe, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, and <laughs> Jacob was happier, and Jacob and Jacob was happier when he was in Europe. Oh, okay, because well, oh. I remember I I back then like I was very I would get very depressed from school right mm-hmm. during the year, and so then in the summer when school was, I think that was a big factor. Was just being yeah. okay. free. Oh, I guess so summer freedom. You got me as the the no school man. The you know sleep oh. all, all day and do whatever and blah blah blah. But that but, makes sense. Um, yeah. So I don't think you did see my side when I was at school at that time. And Phil right. confessed yeah. to my yeah yeah yeah. It was, it was a bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I was just bitey and, we, and not very nice. Yeah. yeah. And so I was uh, like, 
Yeah, anyway, so that was it. That was <laughs> no, what is this? Okay, okay, okay. Keep Thank you. Thank you, Jacob. Okay, Bye-bye. Before gonna, uh, I ask you, Phil, wait, yeah. wait, wait, Phil, I just want to tell you, you are still the Scrabble King. You're on 34,000 Scrabbles. I'm only at 30. Well, I, you're, you're going you're gonna to catch up. I haven't done it for maybe six years. I don't know. I think the last time I Scrabbled anything was like, what, 2016 yep. or something? Still the Scrabble King. No, you uh, we have... What are you talking about? We have 2018. You have Lord Philox Scrabbling... Boss battle inside Deku Tree battle oh. battle. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Everything's battle. So, My life's so a battle. Okay, guys, something's well, still scrabbling. Numbers again, Tim. Interesting. What is, what is Phil's scrabbles total? Phil is thirty-four thousand nine hundred forty-one scrabbles. And, and you? I am sitting on uh, sorry, uh, thirty thousand four hundred forty-three. Okay, wow. Well, you guys are way better than me. I'm just you're like 10K. nine thousand, right? Ten k. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well. Peasant anyway, scrabbler. <laughs> anyway, that's Jake. Uh, I was in 2010. I was 21, and Jacob was four years younger. So that means he was 17, I think. Wait, wait. Can I just paint a picture? I'm not good at math. Since we're at Last FM, <laughs> let me just read you okay. my top artists on the Last okay. FM tab. So this is going okay. to be dated, right? It's going to be really dated. dated. Let's do yeah, it. Come on. So okay. Ruben, 796 plays in total. Okay, so and most of your Scrabbles is Ruben. Right. And then we go to Two <laughs> Fighters, 423. Okay. Yeah. Then we have Dream yeah. Theater, 352. Ooh. Okay. Then we have Emery, 267. And then Classic Lamb of God, 250. Ah, oh, good old log. Good old log, boys. That's awesome. That's all I want to so, keep going. Nice. So, so, so Phil, um, so where, where was Phil? What was Phil up to? Yeah, what was Phil okay. up to? Well, I was uh, 2010. I was 21. Uh, living with Jake and our parents. Mm-hmm. Fun times. Mm-hmm. No, well, actually, I was doing a Pokemon retrospective on YouTube. <laughs> <gasps> okay, what was oh, your... Yeah. Yeah, so that yeah, was like that your was main 2010, interest in that. And I, I just... This was the first full year where I really didn't do anything with movies because back then when I, I still maintain this philosophy, when you get older, your tastes get more sophisticated and you, your demands go higher. And if you don't have people to help you work on that, that are equally as driven to do something, uh, mm-hmm. you will not find anybody. And then so you just kind of fizzle away and you don't get to do anything. I mean, of course, there are variables in ways you can make movies. You can do them by yourself. You can try something else. But I wasn't thinking that way. So... This is the first year where I really didn't do any movie video projects okay. at all, except for like document, like, you know, documenting something like Pokemon, for example, which, you know, was okay for the time back in 2010 on YouTube. And then I also started doing the Lord of the Rings uh, audiobook at that point. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty so interesting. Chill at home. Chill at home. You don't Yeah, pretty school, much. Right? Just, just home. Yeah, just home uh, projects. Okay. And uh, honestly, I can't, st- I, I don't know. Jacob might know. I don't know if there's anything that's different from me now from then. So well, I, well, I want to ask you, like, so back then, Phil. So what was what was Phil's plan for the next ten years? Like, how what, what did you see yourself in by the end of the decade? Where, where did you want to be? Like, what was the dream? What was the where, where did you see it? Like, ten years, you know, it's a big big time in ten years. Where, where are you going to be? Um, well, when you're uh, younger and you have more of an ambition and they're not very realistic because you don't understand how things work as well Mm -hmm. um and you live in indiana i think that's a very important part that's a big 
part where, you know, like the United States isn't just the United States, like where, oh, there's opportunity everywhere, you know, like Indiana isn't the place you want to be. Steven Spielberg walking down the street. Yeah, that's right. You know. <laughs> isn't he and from even, Indiana? E- even if, no, he's not. He's, no, uh, he's I no, think he was born coast. in Illinois. Okay. But, it's close, but, close by. Close by, but he doesn't live there anymore. And I don't think he no. has for about 67 years. <laughs> and um, uh, basically what I wanted to do was I hoped that I had one, two, three different big movie projects that were a little bit way above the pay grade or way above the uh, realistic means to do. But I thought I, I might have a fool's hope. So my, why not just think of like, since you're passionate about it, just keep developing it. Don't tell anybody about it. And just, you know, you have like a co-writer friend who wants to work on stuff like that with you. And it's based on, cause it's based on big existing franchises. So it was definitely mm. not something that was going to be happening just by the so you're thinking like, uh, like your own movies or like, like just like indie movies or you're thinking like, you know, like Hollywood movies, you, yeah, sequels be doing to point. sequels to big movies. And I thought that at some point, maybe it's possible to get in there somehow. The details were never p- put out. So there was no, mm-hmm. there was no practical means of getting there. But I thought if I just make something that is good enough, like a booklet and CDs mm-hmm. and, and videos to show how it's going to look like, then someone might get convinced and then someone might be able to pick you up and then they'll say like, let's, let's work with you. And that was sort of the idea, which, you know, um, in retrospect is a little bit, um, but that was the dream. The dream was there. That was the dream. The dream was there. And that was sort of the ambition. And it started back in 2007. So, um, or 2006, honestly, honestly, I'm going to just tell you 2004, probably as, as early as that wanted to, you know, get in to make these big movies and somehow do it without doing things now. Without, without, <laughs> like, without getting without on your knees and just, and then digging <laughs> through the dirt for a little bit. Digging through the dirt. Uh, All right. And, and, um, I don't know if anybody can relate to this or, or know how it feels, but, uh, the the missing ingredient is simply having a context of how things work and that was mm. and that was the disconnect but i did things and had a passion to do them uh and i feel like at the end of the decade in the middle of the decade actually not even the middle like early on at the in the 2010s i i just looked back at all the projects that we wanted to make uh that never happened because obviously they wouldn't happen and just say that at least I've learned things, you know, I've learned things from it and I don't think that it's wasted time, even though it might be a little bit, but, uh, it made me learn and understand storytelling more and learn and understand how to, you know, uh, develop my skills, not just for the movie making, but mostly like how you can make a pitch or how you can, you know, uh, organize a script and how do you do a beat outline and all that kind of stuff. So there you go. Okay. Okay. That was uh, that was a that was a speech a speech prepared. Yeah. In the pocket. That was deep in the pocket. What about you? What about you, Jake? Uh, what was your dream back then? What was um, the dream? Do you have any dreams? Was like what was the plan? Ten years. You know what I mean? Yeah, I wanted to be a rock star. Yeah, that yeah. was that was the that was the musician. dream. I think though, I yeah, I always wanted to be. It was a like a band or something. Yeah, I wanted to like make my own music. Uh, mm-hmm. I wanted to play in a band. This is why. Uh, stems also from my big love of Ruben because I was like, oh, this sounds so, that's my ideal idea is like, you know, the trio, <laughs> main, main singer, songwriter, and do that. 
and like I, play, play music with people who want to yeah. do that exact, exact kind of music. Yeah. And you just keep working on that. And you keep doing that and just, you know, play and play and play and play. So that was my dream. Um, but I also thought like at the same time, like, hmm, you know, I started getting in, in, interested in more things. Like I was like, hmm, I was getting inter- interested in philosophy. And I was thinking mm-hmm. like, hmm, maybe I can also do something with that. Like in terms of, you know, maybe in the future develop. I didn't yet know about podcasts back then, mm-hmm. but as time kind of progressed in the decade, I realized like maybe I can, you know, do something like that in the future. Uh, you know, like uh, maybe produce podcasts that are more uh, like big idea podcasts or something like that, you know? Okay. And like, the music. Uh, mm-hmm. Analyzing the stuff you learn, like just talking about it. Yeah. 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 Or, or in some kind of, um, you know, milieu or whatever you're thinking or going through or some kind of a movement or, or, or in some kind okay. of context, you know, where it's like not journaling kind of thing. Maybe, yeah. Or like, you yeah. know, being part of some kind of a team that, you know, is discussing these things and know that these people all think similar things, but we're discussing them or something okay. to that effect. And then also third, you know, I was also starting to get into uh, doing design work mm-hmm. and things like that. And I was thinking like, okay, that can also be something that I can do as well in okay. the future. So those are kind of my main, th- but yeah, my dream was, but always the rock star was yeah. like the, yeah. the solid one. That was the, that was the, yeah. the okay. All right. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Well, let's ask Tim for a little bit. What, yeah. what was <laughs> what's happening over there? Uh, you don't have to be, you don't have to be long. It's already been 20 minutes guys. Yeah. True. Uh, let me think. Uh, I kind of moved from, from Belfast to live with my girlfriend in Slovakia. And that was a bit of a rough cause I was like moved and didn't have a job. And, uh, I was super happy to be with her, but, I was like no jobs, and it was like rinky dinky with money. And I think yeah, you, you weren't even back then, right, in the capital of of Slovakia. Yeah, no, no, like just a, a town, town off. There was, there's nothing to do there. Um, I think I, I wish, like, I wish mindset? I'd wrote down, you know, these things. I'm not the person who kind of writes these things down, you know, like the dreams, because I would really, because I don't remember what was specifically I wanted to do. I know at that time I wanted to get a job at. <laughs> I feel like a like a like a. Um, like a cheat now because like I wanted to do <laughs> video stuff but it wasn't like I think I don't think I was that grand with my ideas at that point because like 21 already I wanted I wanted to do like video like commercials and like music video that kind of thing just mm-hmm. be a DP I was looking for a job for that for a long time but there was nothing no, no one would take me so here's the question and, uh, yeah uh, that has to that has a lot to do with also the nature of the industries as well yeah. i think you know that so yeah. i have just two questions just so we get a context what? number one is what, within each country what what kind of person were you like at that time at the beginning of the decade right 2010 ish mm-hmm. very long and hair yeah very long hair very opinionated opinionated i think it's like same like now just a very hardcore version of that i would say uh, that sounds <laughs> yeah, that sounds so about too. right <laughs> it's still like, the same person just what chilled and mellowed and nicer like, <laughs> like similar directness but without any of the like awareness of like oh other people have feelings (laughs) social social awareness and uh uh yeah and uh and i did want to do like music i think like we always your dream i don't i don't don't, like i'm saying like i think i'm I'm such a person that i'm so easily swayed by dreams or ideas at like one point i could be like completely like oh this is going to be my new thing and it's like Mm -hmm. the next week i'm like okay this is like whatever i I find interesting i'm like oh this could be a potential (laughs) career (laughs) i could do this but i'm like next week i'm like oh this is interesting as well so i think (laughs) it makes sense well my goal like immediate goal at that point was like me and jake up up until that point were trying to release an ep for like a long ass time 
And I think at that point it was like, that was like, the, we need to get this out of the world. Like this, this needs to happen. I think that was my main goal. And then just like mm-hmm. lots of Minecraft. That's, that's what's happened. Well, no, hmm. Minecraft. Not oh, yet. there was a lot of Minecraft. That was a lot of pastime Minecraft. Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot of that All right. Stuff. Yeah, anyway, yes. anyway. So okay, that's so let's, context. Let's, so that was 2010. Cool. That's context. Um, let's have a look at some movies. We, that we, so, so the, just quickly before we run off, I got Jake and Phil and myself to write down at least three, uh, at least one up to three movies of of each of the years in the last decade, which made an impact of you. That doesn't mean made an impact of you when you watched them, if you watched them now and they were released in, in that year. It doesn't matter. It's just a list of movies that... Some in impacted some way, us. yeah, yeah, impacted us, yeah. Doesn't matter which way, just so we can we can retrospect negative, positive, second. interesting, something. But yeah. as long as it's something that you remember, how from are we that gonna do this time. exactly? I don't even know. I um, don't know. We can we can uh, randomize. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Have, I'll go. I'll have a look. What we what we have in common. Check out my legend that I wrote. Maybe that'll. Help. I see. Yes. No, no. Maybe we can combo that. Yeah. So let's see. So we have uh, Blue, and this is Phil and Jake picked a movie. Green, Jake and Tim. And no one sees this, a two-fall okay. crew. That means a movie we picked, all three of us picked. Now, we yeah. don't have a lot of those. And we, 2010, as we are um, in, in our dreams, in our head, it comes out. And we have, we have one Impressions. Blue. Well, Phil, first of all, Phil's not following the rules. I'm sorry. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't know Neither it was up to Jake. three, okay? Well, what are the rules? Tell me. I up said to like three. a thousand to up to three. So I'm going to yeah, cut well, some of these movies Tim, for you, Tim, Phil. No, 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 don't, no, don't cut don't. the movies. <laughs> I'm, three look, is a template. Uh, no, no, look, we're going to go really <laughs> fast. I'm not going to talk we'll about fast. all of them. I know, it's fine. We're going to go joking, fast. I'm joking, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> no, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. Okay, so <laughs> okay. we have Slice green, green is jumping out at me. And this is a movie that me and... Just say that there are some movies that me and Phil share. Yeah, yeah. And some movies that me and you, Tim, share. Let's just do don't, it. Go. 2010. Now. Picture. Oh, calm down. Calm down. We're, we're good. We're good. Okay. So what we see is a movie that me and Jake picked uh, that we have here. And that is Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Yeah. Directed uh, by a, Gareth Edwards. I'm surprised yeah, Phil yeah. doesn't have it. Yeah. So, so you, I'm do, surprised you do not well. like this movie? Oh, you forgot about it? I didn't say I don't like this movie. I never said I didn't <laughs> like the movie. That's, this is not with a list, man. This is just something that yeah. really like held you and impressed you. Like, like not just... Badly. I know. I, know, but I mean, I know. not well. I mean, I mean, not just not just on a on a positive oh, yeah. way, but Podcast also it could be special. a negative way, and could be just something unique. So, uh, for me, I'm just gonna bow out and say, love the movie, but I don't particularly remember it as well when I watched it or when I'm watching it again. To me, mm-hmm. it just didn't give that. I, to me, it didn't have a punch. And I, but I like it. I like the movie. I would totally watch it again. Didn't have a punch, so man. That me, had a lot of punches. That, yeah, exactly. I had a lot of punch. And what I remember great was the humor. To me, to me, not objectively. <laughs> okay, Phil, we're oh, talking about ourselves. We're not being objective. <laughs> this yeah, is yeah, pure okay. personal. Go, Scott Pilgrim <laughs> versus the world. There's punch. The humor I loved, especially back then. Uh, yeah, it was, the it was speed, amazing. The Edgar Wright speed that he took from spaced, like, you know, it, the style, kind of evolution yeah. of spaced. Super fast. Uh, editing, very tight. And the the movie Music. was like a, was like a flow of like you know when you have a um, sort of a free flowing thoughts or concepts. This movie was mm-hmm. like that. The, the the concept that might be in your head, they do it in the film. It's like the next shot is that, and you're like, oh wow, yeah. okay, it's that kind of film, and that's what okay. I liked it. And then the music was great. Did you did you like it when it came out, like immediately, or was it like so. we didn't watch it when it came out in cinemas? No. We had to watch it. We watched it on video later. sometime later on video. Yeah. 
But I think because like my it. favorite uh, Edgar Wright was um, Hot Fuzz. I didn't see um, the what, what's it called the the zombie one. Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. I didn't see Shaun of the Dead when it came out. I only saw Hot Fuzz when it came out. So it was like Scott Pilgrim. I was waiting for it because I was like, oh, it's a director from Hot Fuzz. Yeah, but it's Can't weird because I think it. that we, when we watched when we saw the posters for it. Because there was very little of that, and I just was like, eh, I mean, I guess it's not doing well, so it might not be a good yeah. movie. Did you, did you watch it recently? The crazy thing is, I we watched it like yeah. uh, like half a year ago, and not seeing it for years. And it's like there's so many people who are huge stars now in it. It's nuts. Yeah, it's great. It's funny. It's like I think you know. Yeah, for us, like the only people we recognized were Brandon Routh and Chris Evans Brand- because oh. he was in because he was in Fantastic Four. <laughs> That's it. Oh, because because I I had no idea who any of these people are. Oh, uh, okay. So you were like completely blank when you when well, you I knew, Michael, I knew Sarah. Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael Sarah. Obviously, um, we knew that, but like, I I knew uh, Culkin. You know, the brother of yeah, yeah, Nicole, yeah Culkin. I didn't, but I thought he looked familiar until I had to check, and I was like, oh wait, Culkin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, now I get it. But then, like, you know, you have Anna Kendrick playing in it. You have Aubrey Plaza. You know, yeah. you have. Um, wait, who's still there? Okay, Jason Schwartzman, but that was like, uh, but you got obviously, yeah, uh, Captain America's in it, which is crazy. You got Brie Larson playing Brie Larson, Adams. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know it's she was crazy. in the movie when people were like, Yeah, Brie Larson, she was in Scott Pilgrim. I'm like, What? I don't remember. And she's got like such an attitude in this, it's crazy. Yeah, all right, Scott Pilgrim, great yes. movie, great, Me good, movie. Like very it. kinetic, very, I liked it too, but I just, it just. I just I couldn't. It's okay. No, you have your chance now because I see okay. another movie that Phil and Jake like, and that is Inception. Boys, yeah. big impact. That was you dig you dug Inception. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A... Um, who wants to start? You you want to start, Jacob? Me? Who? Sure. I just want to say that when it came out, I remember we had watched obviously The Dark Knight uh, and Batman, Batman, and yeah. uh, oh, you were big Batman men. I you showed you know me. What? You showed I, me. I wasn't... Mm-hmm. You showed me uh, Batman Begins. Begins. I, 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 I didn't even know that movie existed until you I guys showed it to me. Phil was. You know, a, we a didn't either film. until our friend Luke from Anderson <sighs> actually rented it and we watched it. And I thought because I skipped it in the theaters because mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be some kind of weird prequel without Batman in it and it's not going to be interesting at all. Something, something or other, because the trailers didn't show much Batman in it. If you yeah. remember that, and I just skipped it because I thought it nope. was just going to be some kind of Bruce Wayne. Some, I don't know. And, I have no uh, idea. Yeah. I didn't like the movie when you showed it to me. To be honest. <laughs> Batman, Begins. Batman Begins for me was always strange back then, but I did enjoy The Dark Knight mm-hmm. uh, a lot back then. I wasn't like yeah. a super big fan. I think Phil liked it more, just the yeah. style and the filmmaking. I think, so, yeah, so I think, yeah, I think it grew on me as well. Yeah, but for me, it was, it was a very like solid movie. And then Inception, what I liked about it was because it kind of caught me off guard. I didn't know that Christopher Nolan was going to make another movie. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe he might do more comic book stuff. I actually, I actually had no clue. But then the movie it came out. I was like, "Oh, Inception, okay." And then I yeah. kind of, I think, learned something about it. Like it was a one-off thing he wanted to make. That now it's like his dream project come true. That the studio sort of like allowed him then to do. And then going into watching it, I remember back then it just felt really fresh. It felt like one of those concept movies that the concept was done well. Yeah. And you're watching in the film, it's like, ooh, this is, you know, all this stuff is new. And you're just very interested in uh, in the story as an action-adventure film. You're just mm-hmm. really along for the ride and everything seems to be working and it's something very Yeah, working and, and it's different and you're like going in dreams and there's definitely been other dream movies like 
eight and a half. There's this yeah. dream sequence that's really, really like feels like natural and stuff. This isn't so so much that, but it just mm-hmm. it just was interesting. And I wanted to say my personal um, uh, experience watching Inception was that I was angry at the end because I thought, <laughs> how could this? How could how could Christopher Nolan? make a movie like this between Batman films and it's so good. <laughs> and I thought, how could he just, he just writes something in two days and does this? It's, it's, you know, like I just, I was just, I was mad That's... about that until I read about the movie and it, and I looked, Oh, it took him 10 years to actually, this is a dream project. And I'm like, oh, okay, I understand. Yeah. Also There's interesting. A... Go ahead. No, I just, I just want to point up. There was, the, <laughs> there was a point that at Phil, Phil didn't go see good movies in, into cinemas maybe they started then because it made him feel sad <laughs> yeah yeah listen to this though. i want to say that at that time we were in yeah. europe for the summer and we watched inception uh-huh. and then when we came back to the states um after the summer i remember that this was my cynical self we were hanging out with some people at good old buffalo wild wings and uh <laughs> i remember that i was such a stupid cynic that i couldn't mm-hmm. watch inception and be like you know what I didn't personally find any plot holes, you know, or even okay. if there were, who cares? The movie's good, yeah. right? Yeah. That kind of view. I was the idiot cynic who was like, oh, I, I noticed, I noticed a couple of things that are plot holes and that they are stupid and they're not, they're <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I remember sitting in Buffalo Wild Wings and a friend yeah. of ours was there yeah. and we were having this like debate and he was like, no, he's like, the logic and stuff is airtight and there are no plot holes. I'm like, no, 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 no. Let me tell you what I found. And that's just like looking back. Hilarious. That's awesome. Well, it's funny thing before we move on from Inception. I was, we were talking about, you know, the annoying uh, uh, opinionated Tim. I really didn't like the Inception because I was at, because <laughs> I was at the point I was like into like really weird art house and indie and like, you know, like mind bending movies. And, you know, I want to see Inception because everyone's talking about it. Like, it's just like it's crazy you're not gonna get it it's so complicated and i saw it and i was like this is pretty straightforward why is everyone talking about it? And i was just like you know one of those idiots who's like you know like why are people excited about this so lame you're like it's not even, is, not even is that, that cool. about this standard stuff because i mean yeah like i was watching stuff like that's like crazy experimental you know like <laughs> I, I like i have listed here from for 2010 valhalla rising that kind of movie i was into you know like just super atmospheric and weird and you don't know what's going on i was like that's ambiguous not this you know people jump yeah. in cars and <laughs> so what's valhalla rising tim <laughs> yep uh, it's an awesome movie <laughs> it's about a viking who um gets conscripted by some uh what's it called the knights of the templar and they think they're going to israel to to uh, the free but they accidentally end up in america and get killed by indians oh wait is that is that is it is, is it called pathfinder is pathfinder i don't know man is it Bahala. is it with carl is it with carl urban no, no 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 this is with um he's in everything now he's like a danish actor uh what's his face um Come on, what's what's his, what's this guy's name? How do well, I this know? Came out Who, Mads Mikkelsen? Exactly, it, it is oh, Mads Mikkelsen. Oh. You, you know him, I think. I think actually this was this was uh, Nicholas Winding Refn. You know that guy Fennel. who did uh, Neon Demon and Drive. Okay, yeah, it's a freaky movie, and I love it. I've I never, just, I've never actually heard of it. <laughs> it was just, it was it made such an impact on me just watching it. Just like this is so cool. Like I am, I'm gonna be into movies like these. All right, <laughs> we have one more movie that you guys shared together. It's called 
Waking Sleeping Beauty. And it, I have a note here from Jacob in the document that says, Doc. Does yes. that mean documentary? Yes. It's a documentary, yes. Uh, Waking Sleeping Beauty is uh, a documentary independently made by Don Hahn, who was one of the producers of most of the 90s Disney movies, feature films, animated. And so he had mm-hmm. a lot of personal stories, and so he, he documented <laughs> in this documentary uh, his experience working from... Uh, I think it was Great Mouse Detective, you know, Dark Ages of Disney feature animation to Lion King because he was the producer of Lion King. And it's a very fascinating and very uh, emotional and uh, also kind of personal, but also gives you a lot of insight on what it was like to work at Disney when they were rising, you know. How does it compare? Okay, so I'm going to give you two documentaries that are similar to this. One is The Sweatbox and the other one is Dune. Where does it fit in, in between? As far as like the mood of the documentary, I would say that the sweatbox, um, the sweatbox um, more. Yeah, <laughs> more. No, 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 no. Okay. Yeah, Phil, I agree with Phil. Do I want to say the sweatbox? For those who don't know, is a documentary about the failed project that would have been the, the failed project prior to the Emperor's New Group. It would yeah. the project ended up being Emperor's New Group, but this was the project that failed before that. The concept, um, okay, and that's a very like kind of yeah. I think it's very. I think the Waking Sleeping Beauty. I want to say is an excellent documentary because it sort of gives you a look behind the curtain of yeah. what it was like making these Disney films. Because a lot of Disney film documentaries tend to be very fluffy and everything's yeah. great. You know, like the same like work at Google, it's beautiful. You know, work at Disney, but this was like, <laughs> this was like real life. Yeah. yeah. This problems, was this was struggles. this was also yeah. There's lots of struggles. Financial, crea- creati- financial and creativity versus corporate and financial. Yeah, all that. You stuff. just cry. So great, great, in I, your I, I would highly recommend the documentary. It's really it really tells you a lot of how Disney got out of that and came into that renaissance in the '90s with the car- with the animated films. Okay, cool, cool. I'll, I'll definitely check it out. So Jake, one, oh, I have you on the online. You have one more movie listed here. Mm-hmm. Tell us one hundred twenty-seven hours. This, yeah, what was is it? One hundred twenty-seven hours. Movie for me back then. Is the foot carving. So, <laughs> <laughs> is that your yes. fetish? <laughs> Valhalla Rising foot carving. <laughs> I haven't seen it since, interestingly enough. But when it came out, uh, this is a film by Danny Boyle, I believe. Yes. With uh, what's his name again? James Franco. Yes. Uh, and a real life, um, based on a true story about the yeah. man, which I don't remember his name, who got trapped between these rocks and his arm was trapped under a rock. Um, in the canyon and he eventually cut himself loose and survived and what i liked a lot about the movie that i can remember was that it uh captured you know this feeling of being as if you were that person in that situation mm-hmm. and um it, it it really i think the editing and sort of the style of the film really drew you in and and understanding what it would be like and i still remember to this day something that i found very intriguing in the movie was that there was a sequence uh where the main character james franco Mm -hmm. that's the main character james franco yeah uh, yeah. he's he's uh he falls asleep right his arm is is a couple i don't know how many days he was under there but he falls asleep at one point and the next scene is a scene of uh a river sort of splashing in or a storm and a and a body of water splashes into the canyon and it uh-huh. just loosens the rock and he leaves and his arm you can see is kind of like slightly i mean it's it's definitely crushed but it's like okay you know he's just yeah. going it's there's no blood he's just leaving and he runs to the car and he gets home 
Mm-hmm. And I was watching the film thinking like, oh, I guess that's how it happens. And then boom, he wakes up back at the rock. Uh, no. And I, lo- I love that. I love that because there was such a, I hadn't uh. seen like such a really good depiction of dreams in films where it's, mm-hmm. it took exactly what, why dream, how dreams happen. You think it's real. You think it's going so well. It's so easy. Boom. Happy. No. And then you realize where you are. <laughs> a little uh, fake out. happening. So Man. I like that. I remember that still to this day. I wonder why. So so how come, what interested you to go see the movie? I didn't see it in theaters. I watched it. Oh, okay. Home. Afterwards. Okay. You were in I watched okay. it. Home, I just like... was interested because I think I, st- I was starting to get a little more into like um, movies that were not necessarily blockbusters. Mm-hmm. And so this was one of those movies where I thought like, you know what? That's a very interesting topic. It's something yeah. I want to see. It's gonna. This is based on real life. There's not gonna be any plot holes. So Jacob, yeah. Jacob, see, <laughs> Jacob, Jacob save from that from from critiquing the plot holes. Yeah. So Phil, what do you, what do you got still in your roster here? Your thousand film films you wrote. wrote I'm sorry, here. I I, no, no, I went fine. a little too it's crazy. Fine. I went a little too crazy. But I'll tell you. Okay, this one's easy. Birdemic, Shock and Terror, fantastic. Worst, really crap movie. Uh, but Can't believe the they one, came out 2010. That's yeah. But yeah, and for me, honestly, this is to me when I watch it, it's 2010. Oh. I'm in 2010 again. Birdemic, oh, you've seen it in 2010. Oh, yeah, you've seen man. it then. Okay, yeah. I saw it like years later on Best of the oh, Worst. I, I okay. didn't even know about it. <laughs> no, we knew about it for some reason. And how uh, did you? Fu- what? What? Was I don't it, even remember was it how shot that happened. In, like where you live? Would you saw? No, it, in- it was all in Los Angeles. I don't know. That's crazy that you. Okay. Yeah, we knew it because memes so and funny. stuff didn't exist. I but, did do that. I guess. Yeah, I and know. I'm I'm gonna just get this out of the way. Okay. It just shows you that. You, you can just make a movie and it becomes popular and you know it's 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 for something all the like wrong that reasons. for all the wrong reasons but hey you know pays the bills uh, gets you famous or it get, gets your gets your name out there and you can go and make another one like Redemption yep. Shock and Terror 2 which no one saw and I don't want to watch yeah yeah no no thank you I, I, there you I go. had enough That's of it. bird noise I just I just put it on here hours. because it was 2010 and it's very <laughs> entertaining <laughs> And it just feels very tenny tense. Birdemic is, is. I could put yeah, Scott Pilgrim stuff. versus the World, but Birdemic Shock and Terror is on my list. Imagine a movie where for an hour and a half you just hear soap so panels, soap panels, soap panels, solar panels. Spoke, uh, spoken by so so soap panels, soap panels. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> it's an it's an environmental <laughs> yeah. movie. Just so you know. <laughs> oh, just so you know. Yes. Just so you know. Remember, so Tim, I see has the going. best sex scene in the world. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. And and, okay. then we're, and we're we're talking. Yeah, like poof. it's even more awkward than Tommy Wiseau <laughs> rubbing his oh, pelvis yeah. oh, on yeah, a poor yeah. woman's belly button. So yeah, there you go, Tim. I see uh, that you have a movie called Piranha 3D. Yeah, yeah. And this is, is this? this is. This is this is a movie that I for the, when I moved and me and my girlfriend really enjoyed. Uh, it's it's a horrible movie. It's terrible. Uh, it's gruesome. The jokes are uh, adolescent, but uh, it's just it's like I guess it's reminiscent of B B horror movies from the eighties, but done in a modern way. It's just I don't know. It's just so much enjoyment. It's like it's basically what <clears throat> I guess Birdemic should have been if it was wasn't taken oh, yeah. so seriously it, yeah yeah so it's kind of that i, w- I wouldn't recommend it unless you're into these kind of movies but i just i just have a fond memory of just watching it <laughs> just like 2010 times. piranha 3d right it's just like yeah there's like people getting killed by nice. piranhas left and right you got you know <laughs> you got a great intro from uh doc brown in there <laughs> acting and that was a time when you're like oh he's still alive <laughs> and that was 10 years christopher ago lloyd, so. yeah. christopher lloyd yeah so yeah, that's that's nice. that's this piranha. Anything right, else, Phil, on your roster yeah, still, or before, you, you want to move yeah. on? Yeah, 
No, I'm just going to tell you before we get out of 2010, because this is the longest one, um, mm. I'll put these together. Secret of Kells and Rapunzel, a.k.a. Tangled. Tangled is notable for me because it actually became a movie that's actually very good and that I thought was not going to be good because of all the cynical films that they kind of made in uh, in the 2000s for Disney. And Disney in the 2000s was strange like when they're doing feature yeah. films, they were like Bolt was okay, but then they made movies like Chicken Little and then they were, you know, experimenting things Chicken like Meet the Robinsons. Little. Then there was just strange. And, and, wow. the, and, and the marketing was kicking ass. Yeah, man. Pixar was killing it. And, Can you imagine um, like, you know, what's a funny thing is that I remember thinking specifically there's no way Pixar can go make a bad movie. There's impossible. They made so many good movies. They're on a roll. That bad Pixar movie is never going to happen. And look where we are now. <laughs> oh, man. Good dinosaur. I haven't even followed Things Pixar movies recently. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Rapunzel, the movie, when it came out, I didn't see it in theaters because the trailers were so bad. They were so like cynical. I thought, oh, it's another one of those. I'm not watching those. No. They never mentioned it was a musical. And then I heard, what, it's a musical? And then I waited until it came out on video to watch it. And I was like, wow, this is nice. It's a musical. It's like a classic Disney, but it's also very, it also has soul in it. And it also has a very good uh, structured story. And it was very nice. Secret of Kells is a Irish know, what film. What is that? It's an it's animated film. Irish movie. Oh, is this the Saoirse people? The? They made the 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 the, the movie of the, about the the seal. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, 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 okay. And uh, it just showed me that animation is capable of not just different styles, but also being able to be to reach out to other audiences. And um, it's a very 2010 thing because I remember when Tim, your cousin Nat, was over, and mm-hmm. all of her children was there, and we watched that together. So it was nice. Ah, true, yes, true, true. Show true. the children. Oh, and there we go. Done. Ago. Let's keep it's going. Ba, 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 okay, ba, ba, so ba, ba, let's move ba, ba, on. 2011. 2011. Let's go. And uh, I just want to say that 2011 came, and when I was making this list, it got really hard. And I realized there was a lot of good movies for the last 10 years, and I had actually trouble picking out only three. So, And I'm looking at this list. There's some movies that I've forgotten to mention and some movies that I really was painful to take out, but but I stuck to the rules, only three. So let's move on to 2011, I I and stuck, I see a movie. No, I think I didn't stick that much to the rules. You didn't stick? Do you make you get more? One extra. Oh, let's go. All right, let's go. 2011. <laughs> and there I was. So this is hard where this trying. is where Jake and I. This is where Jake and I moved from America to Europe. Right. So, oh, the the end of the American era. All right. Yes, and it really so feels I see like it. You both picked Ghost Protocol. Yeah. This is a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Right? A couple of sentences yeah. for me was that I remember it was a very. Very fun experience. We went to watch it. There was in Zagreb. They had just built like a, an IMAX, a, a new IMAX. Yeah, it was a it's mm-hmm. it's, it's fake digital IMAX, and it's right? fake digital. IMAX. Yeah, but but still, it was it was cool because Ghost Protocol really fit that format. It was a really fun, adventurous uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, it, movie. and it felt old fashioned. That's what I liked about it. Right? It didn't have it didn't have that kind of psychoanalysis looking into the characters and like it was yeah. a Brad Bird one, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's the one I liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, went, it went straight to let's do the mission, and it's just about the mission, and that was what, what was great about it. Especially since it, you know, was uh, coming off com, right, coming after um, Mission, yeah, mission three, Impossible which was Three, like, you know, what you were saying. So, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, so um, let's talk about let's talk about movies that Jake has here. Well, can you tell mm-hmm. us about the movies you have. Sure, so I have here. I'll start with Midnight oh. in Paris which uh, was a movie I watched recently, I think this or last year. 
Yeah. Um, so this is not back then. Uh, I haven't seen many Woody Allen mil- movies, but this one mm-hmm. I thought, hmm, this is an interesting description uh, from the blurb. Let me go check it out. And I, I really, really enjoyed that film. It was a very, um, it was very unexpectedly uh, good because I, I didn't, yeah. uh, I thought it was going to be just a very like um, matter of fact kind of life story, but it mm-hmm. was a, it was a fantastical approach to Isn't some like a time travel yeah he goes back in yeah. time by some strange way and it's and I, it's nice i, I love it that because it's like the, he's just using the mechanism just to tell a story and it becomes yeah. a sort mm-hmm. of dreamy experience and it's funny. really dreamy yeah that was great about it yeah and what what other woody allen's movie did you see i, 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 think, I don't think i have anything okay <laughs> <laughs> not a big okay. not a big woody, woody allen manhattan guy. Annie nope. Hall, not Annie Hall, Hall is like the classic, but I haven't checked it out. Yeah, yeah, you should check those out. They, they, they stand up. I think his writing is still very relatable and cool the characters. You can even watch all it right. now and it doesn't feel dated at all. Tim, I see a movie that you have, and it's called Tinker yeah. Tailor Soldier Spy. Oh man, I love that movie. I watch that movie all the time. It's just <laughs> so delicious. It's I just like a spy it movie that's about spies, and it's not about gunfights Go or chases. It's just. And it's not it's not that super dry. It there is it is cinematic the way it's shot and the way it's handled and the actors and how they play. But it's Wouldn't just you say it's just like it shows the other side of life being a spy, especially well, it's the real spy, <laughs> not the, the yeah. movie. I know, I know. But I'm saying nobody does the other side of being, from what I gathered, you know, like lonely and it being so cold and heavy and. You're responsible for so much, yet no one knows, you know, about you. I didn't and see also it puts a strain on you because you have to deal with so much psychology. And I think it probably, you know, you have to question everyone. You have to watch people's body language. You know, you, you have to watch your body language. And how do you keep a normal relationship after yeah. that? You know, how do you bec- how do you function as a normal human when that's like your your job? So I don't think that's the exact subject of it. I th- I think I'm just more drawn to like how it feels in the mood and the way things happen but it's a great movie i definitely recommend funny half the movie i was wondering to myself what are they saying when they keep saying the circus let's go back to the circus oh. what in the freak is that <laughs> the circus I found out it was uh, the british term for a um headquarters yeah like you know how you say let's go back to eight headquarters yeah you're here you say in, in england let's go back to the circus uh, do you guys watch that movie did you like it i, I, I didn't it. Yeah, oh, okay. Jake? Um, yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. It was, like I said, those aspects mm-hmm. about it intrigued me, and I think those are very well presented. Awesome. Phil, uh, okay. yes. you, what, are we, what did you want to uh, say, Jake? I just want to go next. We'll, we'll flip-flop. Yeah, Phil. yeah, yeah. So, so Jake, uh, so Phil, we got, some, we got some sequels in your roster, I got some crazy. Here. I got some crazy things here, yeah. Very, yeah, yeah. So uh, give us, give us some sequels. Tell us about, tell about these, these abbreviations. I hear HP7 2... 7.2 is this yeah, let's uh, do that one hp7 <laughs> yeah it's hewlett-packard version 7.2 yeah, yeah. uh it's, it's harry potter 7.2 and the reason why i put that there is because to me it felt very 2011 uh, end of an era harry potter was around since 2001 and this was the last movie i wasn't a big fan of it i didn't read the books until i read the last book for the last movie just so i could feel what the fans felt 
you know, when it comes to omitting wait, things. Wait, 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 wait. So you didn't, you didn't read the books except you read the ra- last book before the last movie came out so you can then feel yes. what the fans feel? Okay, that's yeah. a weird so way to... It was weird, but I did feel what the fans felt because it was like, oh, they took out this moment, they took out that moment. And so, <laughs> so that's what I so, had. So, so your plan was to, be, to, be, to get more <laughs> aggravated by the movie? Was that like... I don't it? know what it was. I just wanted to have the two, you know, because like I've been watching these movies blind. I don't know what happens. So I go in every... Every, what, two years <laughs> when a Harry Potter movie came out, we, we kind I of guess. made it a tradition to kind of oh, really? kind of wa- casually watch it. You know, we weren't really anticipating it, but it was like, oh, the next Harry Potter. Why we not? See, we've seen we the other ones. We've seen know. together in Belfast. We've seen the Fresh yeah. Prince. What was it called? No, the, 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 the Half-Blood Fresh Prince. Fresh yeah, sexy, sexy. That was the, I'm not yeah. going to lie. That was the first Harry Potter movie I've seen since the third one i've not seen anything between so i was really confused <laughs> wow. man i had no well, idea what was going on well, hey there you go and um i don't know i just wanted to say harry potter 2.7.2 is uh just kind of like the it felt like the end of a, a whole mm-hmm. series that was you know looming over public consciousness to me and it was the uh, it was just 2011 for me and that's it there you go what about what about pirates just i mean if down. you want me to go through that um, i'm gonna yeah, well, it really well, fast briefly. as fast as i can pirates 4 is one of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life <laughs> And uh, it's called Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. It was is that a, with Penelope Cruz. Yes, that was one of Pen- Penelope Cruz. Do not is watch it? it. It's very boring. It's very dull. It's it's so sad to watch. It's no good. Um, the reason why it's on here is because it marked a point in time where one of those big movies that I was talking about in 2010 that I wanted to make and uh, mm-hmm. it stretched all the way since 2007 that I was thinking of is like what if you made a good Pirates of the Caribbean sequel to cap off the series and make it something valuable and make it feel like it's about legacy, it's about storytelling, it has themes in it that will yeah. uh, reflect the actual popular culture of Pirates of the Caribbean, the phenomenon, rapist, the movie phenomenon. And well, no, thieves. I meant like the romantic kind, the romantic kind. And I felt like <laughs> okay, it would be okay. great to make it a character thing where we go into the character of Jack Sparrow and, yeah. uh, you know, kind of break him and then he has to restructure his life never mind this is just the story ideas that we had and i was very passionate about it me and my co-writer luke coons we had a really good yarn i think and when we heard the new movie was coming out four Mm -hmm. was coming out uh i mean you were what really good yarn like that means a good story like we we think we had a good story (sighs) okay okay you thought the plot yeah the plot was and 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 honestly like like for anybody listening we had like i drew illustrations i drew pitches i like it was a whole thing like i was just like if you could make this movie i think you'd have a really good solid foundation to do it so pirates 4 when it came out was just one of those things where when i got i didn't see it in theaters i didn't you, want to you, see you it. You resisted. You were like, I cannot Because it was, this. yeah, it was like, it was like, uh, um, what is this rubbish? This Hollywood. Like, like Jodorowsky's Dune, right? Yeah, he was like, he's not going to watch the Dune movie, right? Because he was, because yep. his is better, right? So that's how I felt. But when then I watched it, I was, I was just so happy to see it was so bad. And, um, there you go. And that was there just, a, that was just a big point in my life because I, you know, I had such an emotional tie in because we, I wanted to make, the sequel and they made the sequel and i didn't you know i know I like it's i i understand how you feel i still don't understand the logic what phil had even going up to even the hobbit movies i still don't understand the logic like you were creating something in your head by yourself no one knew and then you were angry that they did it and it's like yeah <laughs> i know it's it's, it's, it's it's a broken logic my friend but they, it know. wasn't um yeah like i said it wasn't uh, it was made in a time where uh 
you just kind of have a passion for something and you want mm -hmm. to do it and you think you have a shot, even though it's a very, very small shot, you know, and then you get really familiar with it and you, you love it a lot and then someone yes. else makes it and then you, it's just emotional. Feels you just like feel bad. I feel like they're cheating on you. You're, you're, yeah. You're, yeah. The pirates are cheating on you. Well, you know, yeah. thanks to the Sea of Thieves, pirates are popular again. There's your chance. <laughs> yeah, bring, we can up, restructure up your it yarn. to something. Yeah, yeah, bring out your yarn. Like, new pirates. Okay, so we Jacob, can make a pirate movie. <clears throat> yeah, my you next got, uh, movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we got two movies here, actually, extra still. Yeah, 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 I cheated. Okay, the next movie is called <laughs> The Untouchables, which I watched with Paula recently, I think this year. I hadn't seen it back then. And mm -hmm. what I did remember back then was all these posters at the movie theater for this like French movie, Untouchables. And I was like, ah, oh, whatever. Mm -hmm. Probably some artsy fartsy. No In need. French, it's called Intouchables. Intouchables. <laughs> 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 and, and then we watched what's, it. What's the French title? Intouchables. <laughs> <laughs> that one that Phil said. You know, it's like a battle game. Right? Like Tekken. Intouchables. <laughs> 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 Intouchables. Yeah, yeah. Fight. <laughs> and she recommended it and she's like, you know, you really need to see this. This is a very good movie. I think you'll like it. Yeah. And we watched it and I really liked it. It's awesome. a story um about a paraplegic wealthy man who hires uh and who needs an assistant, right, to help him. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that that person he ends up hire, hiring is a man from sort of the slums and someone who seems untrustworthy, but then they develop this very close bond together. And it's very nice because I like that the story is portrayed very realistically. There's none of that mushy, you know, fakey, you know. Um, mm -hmm. It feels like a very raw. Real oh, it's film. with the guy with the real chair, right? Yeah, I remember seeing the posters of that. And it's it's, <laughs> it's funny, it's interesting, it's touching, it has all those elements which I really enjoyed, and I would mm -hmm. recommend it. And what's funny is we found we found out that they made an American version. I'm of just it. looking at oh, it right now, no. directed by someone called Neil Berger. <laughs> and it's like a carbon copy, man. And it, like we saw the trailer, and we were just like, "Oh man, so bad." Let's it looks so look bad. Like the, it's got Kevin Hart in it, which and Brian Carston, Cranston, Nicole Kidman. So. Yeah, what is I, this? I can't, I can't believe it because like, it, it, and the context makes so much more sense in the French version with the, like, the classes and all did. that stuff and the history, uh, the culture makes perfect sense. Why would you make a remake? Horrible. Ah, you gotta take a story and make it for Americans. And you know, then the you know second movie the, I have, yeah. and I'll wrap up my 2011, is yes. a documentary, music documentary, called Foo Fighters Back and Forth. Love the Foo Fighters. They're one of my favorite oh, bands. And this. at this time, they Secrets. were wrapping up their um, kind of, they were taking a break. And around this, uh -huh. oh no, 2009, they took a break. Anyway. They were coming out with a new album, I think. Yeah, oh, okay. This was, okay. This was like there was there was a lot. There was like a, yeah, it was after the break. I think it was like yeah, not a lot of food they news. A, they took a break and they they released the best of record. Took mm -hmm. a break and then they went to do them quicker vultures and all that stuff. And uh, and then 2011, they're coming back with a new record and then they released this documentary, which I found re really intriguing because when I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, this is super interesting because this is basically the history of the whole band in one document yeah. and official. So it wasn't like a third-party thing. It was an official documentary. Because remember um, before that, it was like there was no info. There was that one unauthorized biography of Dave yeah. Grohl. And we were like, look, huh. it's one of those secrets. How did he yeah. make Foo wow, Fighters? Wow, interesting. Exactly. And it's a, it's, a, it's a great documentary, honestly. I've seen it at least, I think, three times since then. Mm -hmm. um, you know, really well edited. It interviews the entire band. It interviews people who are ex-band members. It tells the whole context of all the eras of the band. The pitfalls, the promise, 
and uh, I really like it. Um, yeah, so. Awesome. Awesome. Nice, nice. So, so Tim. Yeah. Melancholia. Melancholia. We talked about this in a recent episode. No, it was we were talking about <laughs> Spider-Man. Our first episode of this podcast. <laughs> recent episode. I, yes. I, yeah, it's, oof, time is messed up. I mentioned this movie. It's just it's just an amazing movie. I, it's it's horrible that character is, but it's basically so if if I would explain it's so so Kristen Dunst is is a horrible person. She's mm-hmm. she's also I think she's depressed. The she character she's playing, everything. by the way. Yeah, the character, not, not, not <laughs> the actual woman. The the character she's playing. She's getting married. She hates it. She cheats on her new husband the, the, the night of the wedding. She's just terrible. And everyone's telling her what's wrong with you. You you know you're like you're a spoiled brat. You're you're treating everyone like garbage. You hate this. Halfway through the movie, you discover there's a huge planet coming to collide with the Earth. All right, and everyone knows they can't stop. It's impending doom. So in a couple of months, everyone's just gonna die. And the tables reverse. Basically, she knowing that she's gonna die is the only sane person, while everyone else is losing their mind. Half of the other huh. movie. So hmm. it's a really, and also the mood of that movie is the word melancholy is just perfect for it. It's it just makes you feel so melancholy. It just and and so like nihilistic, and it it affects you in a crazy way, like. My girlfriend, well, my wife now, she was mad at me for watching this movie. She's like, she just, it affected her for a week. She couldn't think straight. Just like Where end of the question? world, yeah. death, and just everything. It was, mm-hmm. it was perfect. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't watch it. I haven't seen it then. Interesting. What did you want to say, Jake? No, I just want to say, how come, and why was she the only sane one in that case? Well, it, that's the thing is because she had issues with, with life and her personal and everything. But I think the fact that she knew she's going to die and everyone's going to die soon... She didn't freak out at that just gotcha. because of her predisposition. While everyone was, you know, just the way they were struck. Like, it's the opposites, you know, that their life, that how they treat, you know, you know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. hard, harder for me to explain, but I think it's she the movie. She had this, like, really knowledge that it would end, so then that kind of freed her up. Yeah, well, yeah, like, the in that situation, the horrible person was the saint one because that's how she treated her whole life, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. if she was, was going to die while everyone else, you know had a traditional kind of approach to life. So then knowing to die, they didn't know how to deal with it. Okay. And there's Drive, and drive. now. Yeah. That's another cool movie, man. It's just cool. It's a reference again. With uh, just, Ryan just, Gosling? Ryan Gosling just, just, just murdering people and driving around town. It's Why a, does he a, murder people? Because uh, he, he, I think he's a sadist, I'm pretty sure. But he wants to, oh. you know, help out his uh, the, the lady next door. Who's been treated ah. wrong? And but uh, but he, I think he enjoys killing because he, yeah. Okay. It's a it's a really cool movie. Like honestly, it's just it's a slow burn. It's got really good music and it looks amazing. And it, yeah, they're definitely a cool movie. That that everyone wanted that jacket that guy has. And that yeah, movie with yeah. The, with yeah. The I remember that. in the back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely definitely. Um, I I don't know. It's just still a cool movie. Yeah, yeah. I would recommend all these movies, and we all recommend these movies. Yes, so if you have uh, I don't recommend well, the ones that I post. It's got yeah. Bird Demic, Shark on Terror. Uh, definitely, that's the top of the list on here. You got to watch it first. <laughs> all right, 2012. What a year, 2000. The world was gonna yeah. end. Yeah, melancholia. It was a strange one. 2012 was crazy. You know what I mean? I, I, I still that 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 year is like rings out of my head. Like it's important I think for some reason. 2012. Yeah. Was probably the least productive year of my life, probably. I <laughs> wow, really okay. I really don't remember much of that year. I really don't. Dude, I got a, after, 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 after so many, after like 
two years of, of struggling to get a job, like a normal paying job. Finally, 2012, I got 2012. a normal paying job. Yeah, nice. that was the year. December nice. 2012. December, I remember that. Yeah, because I remember... Cut my hair, man. That's right. Ah, oh, yeah. I remember. It was really Business Tim came on the spot. Like Old school <laughs> Tim prior, pre-2012, was like yeah. you know, the ponytail and like the long yeah. socks and the camo shorts and the skater mm-hmm. vibe, right? Still living my youthful days. Yes, the yes. Chain, the and chain, uh, the chain uh, wallet... Thing. Yeah, oh, I yeah, remember. Yeah. Listen, Tim, this, you're gonna find this hilarious. But since okay. we're here, okay. so yeah. in 2012, we went to visit you in December, and when you got the new job, you yeah. were in Bratislava, the capital. You, when I saw you there, you had like mm-hmm. a kind of a mini makeover, right? Like you yes, got a yes, haircut. Yes. Yeah, it was slick. You were wearing a coat, like a nice proper longer coat. You had the the shiny shoes, like you know, business casual shoes. Yeah, yeah, all this stuff. And I remember, like you know, it was it was weird, like seeing you like that. And I thought, it was, I thought it was good, but at the same yeah. time, I was like, hmm. I was like, he's not rock and roll anymore. No, like, really? Rock and, roll. and I was like, oh. I'm, still, I'm still rock and roll. I want to live rock and roll. That's right. Tim's just leaving rock and roll. I was That's a little funny. bit disappointed, you know, sad. Funny. I, was like, mm. I was like, okay, you're embracing the the adult, all that stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It was good. So it was good. It was finally, I finally left my my ideas of what what music represents and what image represents, and, yeah. I, and I went moved forward. And it and it's good. The, up until twenty twelve, I mean, there's still there was still throughout this decade a lot of discovery, personal discovery, and still going on so much. But I think twenty twelve was a really big impact on me. A big one. Yeah. Yeah. Big yeah. one. Cool. Finally let go. So, and also, God damn it, Avengers came out twenty twelve. Oh man, that's right. And it was so hard not bum, to not to include bum, it in my bum, list, but bum, you guys put it in there. Bum, yeah, bum, Avengers was bum. honestly that was a that was actually despite that being an unproductive year, that was a really fun time going to watch that movie, and it felt very. It felt like a. a it's, it was the culmination. Of a new era, yeah, like a beginning of some new era. But it felt like for, the for end. me, it felt like yeah, for me, it felt like the like you know, this is what they came to do. This is what we were all waiting for. You know, yeah. after 20, 2008. Like you know, this is why we cool. suffer through that Thor movie. So we can have <laughs> It wasn't this. that bad. It wasn't that bad. It's, well, I don't know. There's good parts. The funny parts are good. The rest is just junk, man. All that. Okay. Well, anyway, Avengers, <laughs> Avengers is great. Avengers is good. I think everyone's Everyone seen Avengers. it. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's, it's, you know, I just want to say like that point. It's, it's so funny. Like I was like telling like, you know, Emma, like, oh, it's, we have to go watch these movies because it's going to come and they're going to be like, it was such a novel thing to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That it was just so crazy to think like, and that was the biggest thing ever. And they're all there and they're interacting and they're fighting. That's right. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine, like, somebody telling me, oh, in Endgame, there's, like, maybe thousands of them, and it's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's impossible to, like, tie those yeah. two movies together at that point. That's right. So, but it was fun. And that's yeah. where we established watching, trying to watch all the Avengers movies, at least, in that same mall. Yeah. That was, that was good stuff. I see Phil. Okay. I see something here. I see something interesting. I didn't know it was 2012. That's why. That's why 2012 is also in my head. Humpy One came out. And that's that's a, right. That's a tale. Uh, a tale worth the Hobbit. For another time. For, uh, for another well, time. Well, there, there was a time, and yeah. we can link it again, but there were many talks about Humpy. Yeah. And Humpy One and well, The actually, Hobbit in an Unexpected let me just, Journey. Let me just say this about Humpy, just briefly, is that it was in a very interesting time because we had this, like, um, the battle between Phil and Tim. Oh, was it, was, it, was it a lot of battling? Yeah. Battling? Yeah, yeah because Phil was, like, anti, 
anti-PJ oh, yeah. at the time. Anti-Hompen. No, I was anti... You have no idea because I was so emotionally into yeah. The Hobbit as a story because mm-hmm. just like Pirates, this one was since 2006. I really wanted to make it. And Tim, when you're saying there's no logic to it, there was no logic to it. <laughs> I just had... I had blind faith that I could just make drawings pictures you know and writing see. design and they will and they will see superatomic superman <laughs> and they will know <laughs> and they will invite me and they will talk to me and then i then yes. we can and it was really make, funny because we can make an earth shattering deal you know like wow this guy just is making this movie and um you know what even if i did got in, in another universe if that did happen yeah. i would be so depressed because of the all the politics that went on with that movie as well yeah oh oh anyway so it was really hilarious because and I so remember. that's why i was dreading this movie and i was dreading yeah. people getting excited for it i hated it. it hurt it hurt for hearing that and i tried my best to not well i didn't watch any of those diaries that came out that's what i wanted to, to say that it was really weird because i was in like in the middle of this it was strange because like <laughs> you, between, yeah. yeah because you were like always everything was bad and everything negative like the, the what's happening with the hobbit is like no bad i don't want to even look yeah. at it no it's so emotional no and so then it was funny because tim you were linking like the new videos and you were excited you're like look they're making the new oh the new doc is out is it now i was look, excited look, look, look. and you're excited and the pictures I was, like, of the little dwarves in between going, and like, i hated it i hated I all of that i was just out. i'm curious but then i had mm-hmm. the story of phil with a negative soaking up the thing and uh. i was thinking like oof that's not good and but i wanted to, see, to i was interested to see what's happening and stuff like that and then i remember one time phil Right, like you said, like, oh, no, they're playing the trailer. Let's not go the trailer, the theater. And then I was like, okay, well, I guess we'll just wait. Remember that? Yeah, I didn't want to even see the trailer. Yeah, so it was a very strange time. Yeah. But, you know, like, speaking of broken logic, I was thinking about, you know, the last 10 years, and, and me and my wife were talking recently. It was like, you know, like, we have, I have a problem of, like, waiting for things and taking too, too long to decide oh. and, and do things. And it was just like, there's... We're looking back like, why we like we should have we should have you know, we should have traveled more when we didn't have kids. We should have bought an apartment a lot earlier. Just we were just so scared of like what that means. It's like when you don't know how things work, it seems so scary yeah, and, yeah. and impossible. And then you go through it. It's like that's it. We could have done that like a thousand times ago, dude. And that's funny the, enough. Uh, what you were talking about the movies is you know I was saying like, I wanted to release an album with uh with, with Jake and I wanted to make my own music and I'll do all do videos and everything and it was always like oh it's not I have to do the right way you know it has to be released this way or it has to be filmed on this equipment it has to look like this and it, the other day I was watching cuz Grimes you know you guys know Grimes she's like an artist no. uh, no. she, she's like a musician um she's dating Elon Musk by the way right now but anyway so the musk uh, so uh Grimes I like her music I love it. just style it's just weird but I was watching a documentary about her something like on YouTube and I was like oh she started off in 2010 which which is here just making music on her little white MacBook in GarageBand which is what I did but she never thought of like, oh, I have to have equipment yep, to record exactly. everything. She just recorded on her eyesight, yeah. made songs, uploaded to MySpace, and then it just kept going, My going, space. going. Yeah, and listen. now she's a superstar with, you yeah. know, 20 million uh, listens on Spotify. She keeps doing the same thing. Okay, she's not using a MacBook, uh, um, you know, eyesight uh, yeah. microphone anymore, but she still just makes the music as she did back then. And she just continued. But I was obsessed with all these rules. Yeah. yeah. Instead of well, just doing what I was doing. I don't doing. know how you feel, Tim, but for me, that's definitely one of my biggest regrets for sure is like not just finishing somewhat those ideas that we had 
and just yeah. putting them up there. Because looking at back now, let's say that EP we wanted to release. Yeah. If you look at it, we really did like just finish it. We finished it. Whatever yes. state it was in, it was done and it was that was it. And I think that would have been much more fun had we released it because then everyone yeah. could join in on yeah. it and be like, oh. And then maybe later when we would have released more music, it would be like, oh man, I remember that time when they released that. That's so interesting. Now we can all enjoy it together yeah. versus yeah. just me and you. <laughs> I think I was just concentrating on if, if I was, because I'm a dumb and I if I don't see someone do something, I don't think of it. But I was like, well, I was watching like documentaries of big, you know, bands recording in studios. And they're like, first you record the bass and then you record a thing. I was like, oh, my music is not good enough if I don't follow this this procedure. And it's like, if I hung out or watched people like Grimes or or, or hung out with people who are like, just, doesn't matter, man. Just do it. You exactly. Know? The point yeah. is to do it. So that's if perfect. That's the lesson. Listen, listen, later, listen. We can all take Th- This away. is the lesson. This is the lesson. Perfect is the enemy of good. Mm. Mm. It's a good one. Yeah. So um, yeah, just just do stuff, man. <laughs> That's Absolutely. The, anyway, so what do we got? We got, we talked about humpy. Let's see what Jake has here. Jake has something called good vibrations, which I have no idea what that is. What is this? Yeah, this is actually interesting. Phil what is this, Jacob? Recommended this film to me, and it's a film I heard heard a lot about back in the day. I used to listen to this podcast show as well as Phil um, called uh, Mark Kermode and si- Simon Mayo. Mm-hmm. Mayo, yeah. It's a show on the BBC Five Live. Channel. They're great. I love them. Uh, and it's one, one of my favorite um, movie reviewers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they used to always mention this. He, Mark Kerman would always mention, Good Vibrations, best film of the year. Best film of the year. It's so good. Check it out. It's such a good film. It's so good. Check it out. And I kept hearing <laughs> that. Never got around to mm-hmm. watching it. And then I think a couple of years later, 2016, 17, 18, I can't remember, Phil Yu recommended That's Good right. Vibrations. And you're like, oh, check it out. You'd like it. It's really interesting. Turns okay. out it's a very nice film. It's about mm-hmm. a man called um, some Terry Hooley, who was a sort of, um, it was in Belfast, um, the setting. And he uh, is about a story about this guy who's, try, who's trying to sort of promote, he discovered punk rock. And he's uh-huh. trying to promote punk rock and be a sort of record shop owner, uh, music sort of producer, and he was con- consistently running out of money, consistently going bankrupt. He was a wild kind of and guy. This is in Belfast, isn't it? Yeah, especially during the oh, Troubles. Okay. Oh, and, man, I should watch this. Yeah, and he's like, you know, in the midst of all this, you know, his, his personal life's a mess, but he loves punk rock. He loves the energy and the positivity. And then he's you know, bringing together the Protestants and the Catholics, you know. this whole punk thing. rock. Yeah, with punk rock, exactly. Okay. <laughs> and I really liked the story, and the setting was very intriguing, and it's a heartfelt you know, story. And of course it has that, you know, other side of it where it's like, man, like this guy was very inspiring, but at the same time he was, you know, reckless and it was difficult and it wasn't all a happy ending and stuff like that. So it's a very realistic portrayal of the man, I believe. I'll put this on my list. This is interesting. The one thing that would I miss when I moved, by the way, 2012, I already moved to Bratislava, which is the capital of Slovakia. But up until that point, I lived in Nitra, which is like just a city off and there's nothing happening there. And you know what? The most I missed from from, from Belfast was like, there's so many music going on in town. Like you could go from, from all small indie bands to just any old gig to cover bands up to oh, big wow. acts any day of the week. It was amazing. And then you come to cities and nothing. There's nothing. Really? Oh, but man. yeah, so it's starring Nico from Quarter Crew. As, as I, <laughs> oh, I see the thought. Okay, Nico. <laughs> Because as um, as I found out looking at the pictures from IMDb That's for funny. the good vibrations, yeah. yeah. It's good so Tim, there's another movie you have, and it's called Cabin in the Woods. God damn, I love that movie. 
Just I, so good. This was an interesting Tim, time. I haven't seen it since the one time we watched it together. Oh, man, I've seen it so many times. It's just so perfect. probably watch it again. I think that maybe now I would have a different opinion. Were you were you were you annoyed by it or you didn't like scared. the horror bits? Oh, I was scared. scared. I was scared because I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be. You said it's funny. It's like a parody. I was thinking, yeah. like, okay, maybe it should be like Evil Dead. Yeah, but it is Evil Dead, but right? On but steroids. I it don't is. know. Back when I saw it, it just I I got wrapped up in the context rather than looking at it as like a parody, and it just oh, like it the evil me. devil shit in the end. All that, and also just the setting, and just the. It was. It, I I thought it was scary. I got scared. Yeah, oh, it's oh, my, my okay. kind of movie. I love that movie. Yeah. It, everyone knows it. It's 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 a classic. Yeah, I need to I need to see it again. I need to see it. Again. Yeah, and it's got and the it, Thor. Bef- I think he, uh, he yeah. filmed this before he did. Uh, he did actually Thor. So yeah. Poof! That's a long time ago, man. Yeah. Um, so I, I have Prometheus, and Prometheus <laughs> is only here because uh, I like the concept, and I like the se- setting, and I like the. You know what? Maybe I shouldn't have put that on. Now that I think about it. No, no, it. tell me, tell me why why you put Prometheus up here. I think the biggest reason why is because I was kind of excited and I left the theater being okay with it because I wasn't there to see an alien prequel. I was there to see something that did something different with the you know, with the series. Mm-hmm. And it was the last movie that Jake and I watched on film. On oh, film, that's what do you right, mean? dude. Like on 35 mil, you know. Projection. Oh, like cinema. projector, right? Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Is that was it. Movie. Done. No more. Everything else is digital now. Huh. I can't remember what was... Yeah, I don't know. Maybe like <laughs> back in the day, something that I seen. Prometheus. Oh, I don't, I don't remember Prometheus Munch. You don't have to. It's not very good. <laughs> yeah. It's Alien. Alien 1 all the way. And Jacob... Oh, you yes. got more stuff. Oh, you got Intouchables, and now we have The Miserables. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll go through these a little quick. The French know. Revolution. Uh, yes. uh, now, Miser- Prisoner 24601. Les Miserables. Is that how you say Your it? time is up and your parole's Les begun. Uh, you know what that means. Yes, it means I'm free. No. Follow to the letter your itinerary. This badge of shame you'll wear until you die. It warns you're a dangerous man. I think it was, I think to add. I stole a loaf of bread. (laughs) My sister's child was close to death. You, we were starving. You'll starve again. Unless you know the meaning of the law. I know the meaning of the 90 years a slave of the law. Five years for what you did. The rest because you tried to run. Yes, 24601. My name is Jean Valjean. And I'm Javert. Do not forget my name. Do not forget me. Yes. Look down. Look down. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Lovely. Uh, I haven't seen the movie since then. But I remember I really I really liked uh, the film for its um, I think it was a powerful movie to me in its story. And wait, I are you was, talking about that's the, that's the the one with uh, the musical Wolverine, with Anne Hathaway right? yeah, and and Wolverine Hugh and uh, Maximus? Yeah, I didn't like that movie. At you all. didn't like it. interesting <laughs> no. for me. It was no. powerful, and I really liked the story. And I was I, I really liked it. It was emotional as well especially towards the end. Um, so I, I liked it. I haven't seen it since then, though. 
but I can't. I couldn't get over the singing, man. It was just so bad. Singing, huh? <laughs> mm. I mean, I listened. Four, three, two, one. Just <laughs> 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 the vibrato the entire time. <laughs> Um, maybe if I saw it in I wa- theater, maybe like a, like a, like I, an actual musical, not I, a movie. I listened to or I watched the stage version of the twentieth uh, anniversary something or other. So I already knew about the story. So this was better to watch like that because I had context from the actual stage version. Okay. 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 Anyway. Interesting. Um, interesting. And you got some, we, some kind of a doc. Yeah. And I wanted to also mention this. It's a documentary, which I... Ah! Oh, I want to see this movie again. Uh, me too. This we should documentary. watch it again. Yeah. Uh, it's what a, is this? It's a documentary Wait, called see. Side by Side, hosted by our friend Keanu Reeves. Yeah! And, uh, one of my favorite documentaries, because it's a topic that I think me and Phil have a very shared interest in this, or had historically. Yeah. yeah. And it's a film that t- Keanu Reeves takes us on a journey to understanding the difference between 35 millimeter or just film in general and digital, mm-hmm. uh, you know, filming in, but in back in movies. the day, digital, right? Oh wait, what was, no, what was, no, no, what no. were the so cameras? 20, 2012. So, he goes, so red came out. Yeah. Um, okay. I think Ari was already doing Ari stuff. So he goes one, through yeah, the yeah. history of like the explanation of how film used to work, uh, the different types of film formats, how they mm-hmm. used to grade movies back in the day, how they used to process film, Really, really fascinating. They interview a few directors as well, um, experts, yeah. historians. Uh, it's a really well done documentary from what I remember. And then they move on to explain the beginnings and the birth of sort of digital in cinema and who pioneered it and who were the first independent uh, filmmakers and how it got you know, into George Lucas territory yeah. where he did Star Wars with <laughs> George Lucas territory. Yeah, and then, and then, you know, and then Red, and then they, they talk, start talking about it, and they start talking about the differences, and of course everyone has opinions, right? Like some yeah. people are like anti-digital, some people are, I think it's great, and... Yeah. So I, I highly recommend Some people still don't understand. They're like, digital, Satan. Yeah. Satan, Satan yes. Yes. Tim, I think you'd like it. Okay, I'll yeah. definitely check it out. I remember you guys talking about this, but I, I never, never, never uh, watched it, so definitely putting on... And Keanu says resolution like that. Yeah, he goes. He, the way he says resolution is very funny. I can imagine resolution. I can imagine. So, uh, what I have still here for 2012, yeah. I have two movies. I have Skyfall, which mm-hmm. is a James Bond movie, and it's the only James Bond movie I like, and it's my favorite James Bond movie. And I don't think I was interested in James Bond up until that point. And and I know why now. I know because so you didn't see you didn't see Casino Royale, or did you? I did. I did. No. I wait. I saw. I saw the first one. Was that Casino Royale? Yeah. Yeah. When he gets his like balls tortured, is that the one? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ball torturing one. I've seen that one, and I was like, I don't know. Like, what's the what? What is this? What's the point? I I didn't get. It. I didn't have to. Okay. I, I didn't. I didn't get it. Like, I didn't get the realism, and it, and it wasn't a cool James Bond to me. It just didn't okay. Like it. But um, and I know I know why I love Skyfall, and you all know why I love Skyfall. because <laughs> <laughs> of Roger Deakins. Because of that Deakins guy. I didn't know who Roger Deakins was when I watched this. I just remember, I'm coming from the cinema. I was like, it was a great movie, great storytelling. I enjoyed it. But God damn, who is the DP of this? I need to find out. I need to know. This I was insane. <laughs> and I was like, Roger Deakins. And I started looking at what he made, and I was like. Oh my god. I'm gonna goodness. watch all of these. All of these. All of this. All of this now. All I knew I knew the Coen Brothers stuff, but I didn't the rest of the movies. I was like, this man is a god. So there's Skyfall. <laughs> Skyfall and then there's Dread. Dread. Also, I like Skyfall too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a good movie. So Dread is a terrific movie. This it's, is an interesting thing. Yeah. Go. It's very similar to Drive, I would say. It's just it's very simple and in and, and 
of the elements that it has and it's unapologetic of what it is. There's mm-hmm. a lot of killing. There's a lot of driven, silent protagonist. I'm actually, yeah, it's very similar to Red and Drive for yeah. some reason. They both start in D. I've uh, got Carl, Carl Urban not showing his face. And this is like a yearly thing for me and my wife to watch. Really? Just, just, just put it on and it's just... Just Dread going and murdering people in an apartment yeah, building. Yeah, it's and funny. Similar to Cabin in the Woods, when I watched Dread back then, that year, mm-hmm. I was like, man, my microphone needs to stay. <laughs> That's uh, what you said? <laughs> <laughs> the ponderings of a young man. Uh, I was like, oh, it's very morbid and bad. It's bad. But no yeah. more no more compass here. Yes, Just killing, yes. killing baddies. But who knows what I would think now? Maybe I should watch you, it. Maybe, maybe you you would enjoy it. I don't know. It's a, it's it's a definitely my kind of movie. I, I like when movies don't try to bring in. I I don't mind you know uh, having deeper subjects or something like that. But I also love when movies can be self indulgent and because they have also an idea what they want to be. Maybe I didn't look at it through the lens of the original comic. You know. Oh, I don't so. even know what the comic is about, man. I have no I'm just idea. saying, like you know, Never. maybe the comic oh. wanted to just portray one thing instead of this like classical storytelling, and maybe that's it. You know, I don't know. Well, and also there was that Sylvester Stallone movie oh, that yeah, came yeah. out, you know, before, and that was like very specific about like what I does it law. mean to be the law and like this philosophical things. It is about, the law. This one, no. none of that. Like, there's none of that. Like, this, no, this no, just, no. it's just how it is. You know, you know, he's, he's, he's you know, like a like a antihero. You know, mm-hmm. so so that that's that's a fun movie. All right, let's no, but I have on. to say I liked yes. I liked Dread, but I yeah, I didn't I didn't think it was amazing i don't know i, I okay. thought it was fine but it was you know i, I don't know there that's okay that's that's all okay but that means 2012 the world didn't end no we moved on nope. we, stayed. we moved on everything's fine um i got a table at which we recorded humpen ho- 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 uh, uh, commentary right. i mean no, the podcast yeah well just just to conclude the hobbit legacy once we watched the set, the the movie, I think we all were in agreement that it wasn't very good. And well, it took some convincing it, to you to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me you convincing. See it. To see oh, it. he saw it alone. Yeah. Phil saw yep. it alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let, let, I'm just saying that yeah. at yeah, this yeah, point, yeah. we yeah. So there we go. Yeah. So 2013. So I see a movie that Phil and Jake once again put together. Mm-hmm. They enjoyed. It is our good friend. <laughs> Guillermo, oh, this works. Guillermo del Toro. As I said on that very faithful podcast episode. Yeah. Um, no, you, his, you actually you actually stumbled and went Guillermo Toro. <laughs> yeah, that's the classic one. Uh, there you go. Uh, really he made a movie in 2013. Guillermo. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo. Yeah, Pacific Rim. Rim. That's a good movie. I like that movie. Me too. Right? It's good. I think That's they did movie. like all the things right in that kind of a, for that kind of a film. Mm-hmm. And for me, one of the fav- most favorite parts about that was simply how they um, took this, how you take this concept, this kind of wild concept of, you know, giant machines, AKA Jaegers fighting giant creatures uh, yeah. Yeah, to save awesome. the world. And it's a, uh, it sounds silly, but the way they, the way it was done you know, you just feel a lot of this weight. You feel it feels realistic, but at the same time, it's that action adventure vibe of it being yeah. a sort of fun story. And it makes it's you really root, it makes you root for the for the heroes and the humans, especially with that music. It just sounds like the Nokia ringtone. 
But grander. Great casting in that movie. I would say the only thing that, in hindsight, maybe Charlie Hunman isn't the best cast. That that main hero was never likable to me. Like Idris Elba was pretty Blandy Bland. Right, right. Was who Blandy was? Yeah, Idris was great. Idris is great. Yeah. The handsome, beautiful man, Idris Elba. A lot of cool people. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, I just like that the way that Guillermo actually filmed this is fantastic. Everything that he um, got was on point. And I didn't like it as much when it came out. But looking mm-hmm. back, I'm like, yeah, no, I, I do like this movie. A well, there was a sequel that came out. Pacific no, we, don't, we don't talk about the sequel. <laughs> and you know, you know what? The, there, was a, there was a specific rule about Pacific Rim that it was shot... Because, you know, a lot of that is CGI because, you know, none of those things are real. So you have big mechs and big monsters fighting in, in cities, you know, like classic, uh, what's it called? Cities? What is it? No, what's a kaiju, kaiju movie, right? Oh, like the suitmation thing? Like yeah, the yeah. People but, in a suit, and they, yeah. but they showed restrictment that it never shot, that it was never a single shot in that movie that was unrealistic shot you know like ah, when you have yeah. cgi like the camera's flying like it was always either from the ground or from an airplane or like perspective of someone flying or something like that. there was never anything which really grounds the movie trailer for new movie comes out immediately the like, camera's like flying through everything yeah, it's yeah, just like yeah. yeah i didn't see it so there you go oh i, I just saw the trailer and you know <laughs> that's 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 already Oh, look at this. Two documentaries from, from Mr. Ooh. Jacob. Mm. <sighs> yes. The Doc Man okay. give me, Give me a second. I got, I'm just going to get a drink. I can't. <coughs> you drink some dark whiskey. A drink. A drink. He's going to drink himself to death. Okay, so let's do... Yeah, this is going to be too long. So let's do until yeah. 2014. We'll do 2014. It'll be cool. We can put part one. And we can even yes. release that. And we can just tease then part two. Yes, 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 yes. Because this uh, is not going to work. No, no. Uh, it, we'll do up. Uh, we'll do 2014 as mm-hmm. well, and then we'll finish off and say, "Hey, we'll continue in part two. Yeah, and I'll just, I'll say it like, "Oh, you know, we want to do this in first part, but we're talking about these movies a lot longer than we expected, yeah. and we're not, you know, 21 anymore. We gotta we gotta wake up in the morning. So let's we'll yeah. do <laughs> yeah. episode two. Let's see, one, two, three, four. We have five years, and then yes. also one, five two, more years, five more. Okay, and it'll be shorter probably because you know, intro math. I came back. Yeah, math is not my <laughs> forte. Forte. Let's uh, go. Yes. So, Dockman, Jacob. Yeah. So, I have two documentaries. Number one is a continuation off of um, the Foo story. Foo Fighters back and forth. Now, Sound City was Dave Grohl's. Um, oh, debut, right. Yeah. Debut as a director, directing mm-hmm. a documentary. And I think he learned a lot watching the director of Back and Forth. I forgot what his name was, though. I think his exact words was like, I can do that. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And he was like, I want to work, I want to do a documentary. And Sound City is also one of my favorite music documentaries, like Back Sound and Forth. Sound City, ma'am. About a famous music studio in California called Sound City, where a lot of music that you would never have thought were recorded, was recorded in Sound City. And it's just a fascinating documentary that goes through the history of the studio, what happened, what bands recorded there. You learn a lot about rock history and the history of the studio, and then you also then learn about uh, sort of what happened, why did the studio realize its demise, the advent of digital, and the whole change and the shift that happened. 
And then, of course, you have Dave preaching against digital at the end. So, <laughs> what's, what's your thought nowadays on that? The whole preachment um, at the end. I, I think that I don't remember because I haven't seen Sound City in a while. I, actually, I watched it a couple of years ago, and mm. uh, it's not that bad now. Looking, at it, I was I was a little more like you know into and uh, impassioned about this. But I mean, look, I think that I think that it just depends on what kind of person you are. I think Dave Grohl, for instance, is the kind of person who doesn't. I don't think he's so interested in like learning about all. Uh, technical like, details kind yeah of the details so he's looking at more of a broader scope mm -hmm. and i can't blame him for that like you know he he comes from a certain history a certain upbringing a certain scene and that's what he loved you know and that's what that's what he loves and so it makes yeah. sense that he would be like i have a really emotional attachment to 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 tape and things like that and that's okay but you know i think it's also simplistic of him to be like you know oh he thinks that the computer is slicing and dicing and quantizing yeah. and fixing and it's not i mean I think that if he really was interested, he would see, oh, well, like, remember, let's say you linked me to Billie Eilish, right? Yeah. Working with her brother. And what I loved when I was listening to her, they said they have a rule that they don't use auto-tune. Like, that's a lot of respect for them. I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah. Like, no auto-tune. And they're doing things digitally. So that's like kind of what I think is, yeah. is now about it. But but Maybe maybe Dave yeah. Grohl has, has, has learned as well, maybe. because I think it's very ironic, because I remember... You, it, the, the the how it ends the so, so Phil knows you know it's like sort of like oh computers are bad and they're ruining the whole you know yeah, yeah computer bad and, and like you know the, the old punk rock ways are are the good ways of you know making stuff in, in your home and it's like it's not real doing it on a computer which is kind of ironic because years later he would say oh you know Billie Eilish because his daughter introduced her to Billie Eilish it's like Billie Eilish is the new Nirvana she's like you know she's everything that's right and everything and it's like but she made her she was able Computers. to make her music on her computer at home yeah. which which is like the point of a computer is very punk rock because it takes yeah. a studio that's available to only someone who has a lot of money and gives it to the hand of anyone to make yeah. music so i think there's that too and also to tie it into that documentary i mentioned earlier side by side digital versus film mm -hmm. there is a similarity here where let's say dave and the people talking about it are highly emphasizing you know the characteristics of tape like the warmth and the yeah. human aspect of it how it has mistakes and how it's not fixed up and things like that um so there's also that aspect to it um but then there's also this other aspect of the industry and the approach and stuff like that but yeah. it's a fantastic documentary i would highly recommend it if you're interested in music history and rock history and stuff like that is it in Sound cool. City that they record all like the old artists who recorded there? They make songs, new songs yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's so that's what I know because Jacob told me about that. Oh, yeah. That's good. The, the that, whitefish curry. Yeah, I didn't. I oh, I would love a whitefish curry right now. Actually, whitefish curry. Um, I wanted to just add into this. I've never seen the documentary, mm -hmm. but whenever I hear or read it's saying Sound City, all I can think of is Bounce City. Jacob, do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> What's that? Oh, man. Phil, you can explain. It's a, it's it, at, was. it was at a strip mall, you know, and then it was like an empty... In Anderson, Indiana. Anderson, Indiana. It was like, you know, like when there's like empty stores that mm -hmm. left like, you know, former and there's empty space. Like a payless that's gone. You know, gone, like a former abandoned. grocery store, a former, yes. former Walmart. Just no open space, yeah. Yeah. And then so some... People decided to turn it into like a place with trampolines and bouncy it's balls. So, it was so. By the way, this is this is not and a. It's unique so ghetto. Place. Not not unique place. This this is this is a global thing. This is what happens in malls in Slovakia as well. Uh -huh. Really? Like like there was a there was a care for you know like a shop for food, 
that went away guess what it's like stupid like ride along cars for kids and there's like trampolines and there's like same and it's super oh. like like somebody took it from a carnival i think this is like, there's like a there's like an agency who, who who's always like selling this idea to people but i remember oh, the sound city place was so ghetto because it was a like you know a, a, imagine like a huge walmart but empty so it's like really mm-hmm. depressing and then you have all these like dirty trampolines and blow yeah. up um, slides and stuff and it's like oh man so bad so bad. yeah yeah and so that's what i think of when it says sound city i just think of dave Grohl jumping on trampoline yeah. sounds right, amazing Tim, you have some films i do i do i have a uh, gravity mm-hmm. i i really enjoyed gravity. I, exactly john mayer stay away from me um i was i was big oh, no into, no no oh i, I was doing what? gorillas but oh okay well there's a lot of gravity songs okay um you know, I I was at this point I was really into my my Mexican directors Alfonso Coron, you know the really, Fonz the Fonz love that guy still love his movies and I was really anticipating this this movie so I wanted to go see it in the special cinema with the Dolby. This was the first movie I think I saw was the Dolby Atmos sound. Yeah, and it was mind blowing because the Dolby Atmos and it, this movie was one of the first that was mixed for Dolby Atmos and just. The feeling of disorientation you got from just watching that movie. Thinking back now, the plot isn't that crazy and the acting's okay, but definitely watching that movie in cinema made a huge impact on me. It was like a mm-hmm. really insane experience yeah, without being about, gimmicky at all. That. Yeah. Yeah. Without. I think I missed my chance to see it in theaters because then we mm-hmm. watched it later at home. And uh, I mean, I liked the movie. I did yeah. enjoy it. And I think it's a, it's a cool concept and it's, it's well done. Um, but I guess probably in theaters it would have been more of an experience. Yeah, probably. I've never, I've not, I've not seen it yet. Yeah, uh, probably if you can see it somehow in Dolby Atmos, probably great. So here's an interesting thing: we have two movies. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, one oh yeah, that we Phil do. Watched and one that I watched, which uh, one would confuse the same movie, but it's not. The same That's right. Movie. They came out the same year. They did come close, out the same year. Very close too. So why don't you tell me about your movie, which I really like? Which is okay. Also, mine is uh, the superior film. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's called The World's End, and it's yeah. directed by Edgar Wright, and uh, it stars Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, all the usual people from the Cornetto trilogy. It is the final it. of the Cornetto trilogy. The final After many one. years. I think 2007 yeah. was Hot Fuzz? Four. Four. 2004 so was Shaun of the Dead. Years. Eight years. Yeah. Eight years after. Yep. The last. And we, and we knew this was going to be the last one with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost together as mm-hmm. main characters, written by, co-written by Simon Pegg. And yeah. I mean, it's it's like the perfect last movie for this. Did you like trilogy. it when you came out? I didn't actually. I didn't either. <laughs> I, I was didn't. disappointed. Yeah. But me too. Yeah. Well, but but like after back, eight years, you know, come on. Yeah, but then you're looking back and you're like, wait, this is more relatable than you probably thought it was, and it's it has a melancholia <laughs> yeah. to it. And go. No, I just want to say, yeah, definitely. When I rewatched it, I was like, okay, this is. I I, I enjoyed it a lot more after you know all the anticipation was gone and watched yeah. the movie for what it is it's 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 much more real and it yeah it's a lot and less i think hot fuzz made it a little bit more <laughs> hyper compared yeah, to yeah. Shaun of the dead and this kind of went back to a bit of a Shaun of the kind of feeling right and um uh oh i lost my train of thought i don't know but i watched i put in a movie well, that what, what well, no I, I wanted to say uh world's end is 
I lost it. I don't remember. What, Sorry. what do you want to say? No, come on, tell. What, what, what I don't remember. I'm trying to I think. I remember it. once Tim uh, starts talking about this is the. End. I don't remember. Think, think, think hard. Think it's okay, hard. Tim. Keep talking. Gary, remember. Gary, think hard. No Robots. need. No. <laughs> Pint of lager. Um, a lot of beer in those movies. Okay, do so you know like uh, Edgar Frost and uh, not Edgar Frost. <laughs> Edgar Frost. <laughs> Edgar Frost. <laughs> uh, we need to put that on the list. <laughs> Simon and Nick Frost. They're not. They're not buddy buddies these days. Apparently. Oh, oh, really? That's too bad. I don't know. I don't see him. But did you see that meme where it's like the kid from Jojo Rabbit with um, with uh, his friend? What was his friend's name? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. See, I had those. In, I was thinking. I didn't think what's, what's about that. What's his friend's, friend's name? Uh, oh, I don't remember. Oh crap! He had a beautiful name, and it was like it's somebody did a meme of like Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. Like if so, mm-hmm. if they don't give us a sequel where these two grow up, uh, a movie about their story, like I'm gonna be mad. <laughs> perfect, perfect. They're exactly yeah. look like that. I don't remember. World's End, good movie. That's it. Yeah. So this is cool. the end. It's another movie that came out that year. And um, you know what? I have to say, I think... Now I remember what I was going to say. I told you. There you go. I knew it. This is... I just want to say World Ends is a a comedy with sincere, deep, like, meaning. There we go. Something like that. Okay. Okay. Like, sincerity. Okay. That's good. Good thought. So, This is the End (laughs) is a straight-up comedy with no deeper meaning whatsoever. But... I think I put it on here because it, I was looking at these movies and I realized that it's been years that a comedy movie came out that's not necessarily good, but that people ex, expe, uh, accept and it's like, it's a good comedy. There's a lot of movies that have comedy in them. There's a lot of movies that are dark comedies and since they're dramas with comedy elements in them, but comedy movies have completely like disappeared and everything you see is like super low budget like kind of just on the on the sidelines kind of thing and and i remember this is the end because that's a comedy like an improv comedy that has a high budget of like the world is ending it's the it's the you know the seth rogan and and not all the all the all the fools and comedy the fools. about the world world right, ending horses. and they're surviving in hollywood in this <laughs> james franco's account <laughs> <laughs> did you guys watch this movie no no Dude, it's because so funny. It, to me it felt like so like, funny. do I watch, do I watch, you know, the, the, the fine wine that is World's End or do I watch... But this is your, this is your, this is your ways, cheap, cheap American beer that is... They're not related the whatsoever end. at all. They're like, they're, 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 they're like, okay, they just have the same name, but it's, it's not, it's, they're not completely different movies. We should watch it sometime. It's, I only, it's really I only stupid. watched, like, it's, I, it's, I only it's watched one of those. Barons, basically, that's it. I only watched one of these types of movies and that was Pineapple Express. That's a funny movie. I like those movies. It, I was, like, it was pretty I funny. Liked, I, I like Superbad. Did you guys watch Superbad? I did. No. I think at least if you're going to watch one of those movies, watch Superbad because I think That's it feels like... kind of genre. What? Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another movie I have is... This one sounds interesting. Inside I'll watch this for sure. Lubin Davis. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's yeah. Coen Brothers. You got um, Poe Dameron in it. Yeah. Oscar Isaac. Because I saw, I saw a clip Isaac? on YouTube coincidentally where he plays a song i think to some like record producer or something mm-hmm. and the record producer is like not gonna make money and i was like Ooh, what's this movie about dude you have to watch it you would enjoy it jake it's mm-hmm. about musicianship it's about you know uh artist life and and it's not it's not a it's not a success story it's it's great okay okay love cool. it i have one last film which is also a documentary mm-hmm. uh 
which is called um, 20 Feet from Stardom. And huh. this documentary was a really interesting one. It follows the backgrounds and lives and experiences of background singers for popular mm-hmm. bands. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's, that's interesting. Yeah. And um, <laughs> also, you know what's interesting? They completely didn't think of documentaries for my <laughs> Yeah. So. I just went to documentaries because I wanted to share some ones I like. That's good. And, it's a variety. Uh, like, I completely forgot that's an option. That's and it's really cool, cool because they have um, stories about how. A lot of background singers were very talented and they had they had struggled to they wanted to be obviously stars, like lead singers. They mm-hmm. struggled to get there and they faced a lot of adversities and, you know, music industry politics and it was some some of those things were very, very heartbreaking what people experienced in terms yeah. of like a great example was I think uh, you know that song Christmas Baby Please Christmas. Come home. Is that Aretha Franklin, yeah. I think? I'm sorry, I can't remember. Could have been on a Christmas. I don't know. I wouldn't know. But I remember, or or it was a similar song. I can't remember. But let's say, as an example of like the stories in this documentary, was that uh, uh, a backup singer was like sort of told, like, "Hey, you can just sing this song, Mm -hmm. and you take it." And she did a great job. And then they just relabeled the single with the with the name of the singer. Oh, wow! So it's not. So it's the voice of the backup singer pretend. And it's labeled that she sung it. As the, yeah. as the lead singer of that group yes, yes. sung it, wow. for instance. And, and stuff like that. So I was really, it was really interesting to see that. And it was also sad. And it was also really cool, also cool because uh, they they tie that up, all those stories at the end. And I think they have like a reunion of some of these people who used to work mm-hmm. together and things like that. So um, it's, wow. it's, a, it's, a, it's an emotional, there's some emotional parts in the film that are very interesting. And, and uh, it's, it's a good documentary. So I would recommend it. Yeah. Cool. Guys, Phil, Phil, wait, 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 wait. You have you have one more movie, Philip. Huh? Philip, you have one more movie. You oh yes, so yeah, I do, I do, I do. Um, so, Oblivion is my movie. Have you seen Oblivion, Tim? Uh, I have. All I th- all I can think of is the game Oblivion or the single by Grimes, the artist that I talked about. <laughs> but there is Oblivion movie. Is is this? Yes. Is this? Is this? Is this? Um, our good friend. <laughs> our good friend uh, the Scientologist Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise yeah Tom Cruise he's in this film and there's a reason why this 13 that's crazy yeah it feels this, like it was la- yes last year that came out no it seems like 2013 to me <laughs> but but uh, um, it's on this list not because I ever kind of feel like watching it again I've only seen it <laughs> once but because this was the one time where Jake and I decided Let's just go out there and watch something we know nothing about. And so we came in, only saw the poster. All I know is Tom Cruise is mm-hmm. in it. There's a poster. It's like a de- like a spaceship, and there's a waterfall over it, and it and you know destroyed. Yeah. Let's do it. And we watched it, and it was the first time watching something where you don't have any idea of what's going on, and so you're expect you have no expectations, and you're just watching something unravel, and yeah. that's what made it an interesting experience and that's why i have it on there because that was one of the first times and i was thinking why don't i do this more often and perfection i and can't remember was it a good movie or no uh, I, the begin like like the first half is great because it's mm-hmm. just like this post-apocalyptic world right and tom cruise's yeah first half is good. character yeah he's l- alone and he's gathering items or, for mm-hmm. something and he lives up in the sky with his wife i think mm-hmm. yeah and 
and then something goes wrong, and then the next half happens, and it's just kind of typical Hollywood <laughs> stuff. Yeah, the concept. Yeah, I think, is really I cool think that's how I remember half. it as well. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Interesting right. build up, and then. Bleh. All right, so that was uh, Oblivion. Now we've been talking for a long time. Unfortunately, we're talking more than we've anticipated. Yeah, of course. So, so. Initially, it was going to be one episode, but it looks like it's going to be two. So this wraps up part one. We finished in 2013. Part one of the decade. Yep. And uh, we'll be recording the next part soon. So you guys continue the journey. I hope you like it so far. Yes, yes. yes. Hopefully you do. And Unless we'll be Phil back dies for... from Corona. 2014 to 2019, you know, delicious round off decade. Yep, you'll join us for another special. I hope you've been enjoying this talk. And the I have, I have. Write down what your top movie or what is the top movie for each year. Frank Ireland was here. I think we'd have some interesting Frank movies. Send us, send us your movies. Well, well, if we have time at the end of the next episode, we'll have a look at your guys's movies. So the rules are: read them one movie per year, Mm -hmm. up to three. Don't be, don't be a cheater, and listen to what Uncle Tim says. (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Tim, (laughs) don't don't ignore his words. Uh, So yeah, so. See you on the regular episode. Uh, Phil right. still hasn't chosen the movie, so I'm getting worried. Who knows what we'll watch? But, uh, uh, we'll, okay. we'll watch something. We'll we'll pick something. And this It'll was a two. Don't this worry. was a twofold podcast production. This was a twofold yeah. podcast bonus special. Bonus. Johnny came here on his day off. Called help what us episode record. called Decade Dance. Decade dance. <laughs> Join us at Decade Dance and Johnny play us Part off two. with the Decade Dance. Yeah. Decade dance. All right. See you guys. See you later. Time pronounce. Next okay. time. Next time. 2014. We continue. All right.